0: Medicare for all oh, could save businesses trillions.
1: Oh yeah, that one. Let's talk about that.
0: Yeah, this is your article. I was just gonna say on this. Well, people on the right don't understand healthcare. I mean, they just ideologically they oppose single payer healthcare, even though that economically doesn't make any sense. But I would say that people on the left simplify the single payer issue, and they're not aware of all the nuances that could go wrong. Which is what, which is exactly what this article kind of brings up. Which is why I like this article. There, there's a lot of nuance here and hopefully yeah. you know bernie sanders and all the other people in congress hopefully they they notice the nuances and and realize that well there could be some problems uh, one of the first things i thought
1: was very interesting was how it brings up um, differential compensating theory which kind of the idea was that because healthcare has been artificially incentivized to be purchased through your employer what it is then doing is giving people the wrong mix of compensation healthcare wasn't necessarily artificially incentivized to be purchased through your employer people would then want other types of compensation more. And so people are getting an inefficient bundle of their compensation from their employer. So do you have any thoughts on that?
0: Not really. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think where where leftists can go wrong is, yeah, they just kind of demand health coverage for all by all employers. But yeah, I mean, obviously, like I just found this article right here. The average company pays $10,000 in health care costs uh, per employee. So, I mean, the idea that a minimum wage employee is just going to get health care for an employer, that's like a 100% salary increase. So, like, it's just uh, it's, it's a very unrealistic idea.
1: Yeah, but I was just going to say that even our health care model is being propped up on a bad government policy, which gives workers not necessarily what they want. They're kind of forced to get health care through your employer because that's the most efficient way to get at.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, that. yeah, that's true. That's But that's why, I mean, Medicare for All is an alternative to that. Yeah, exactly. That's that I really it? it's one of the yeah.
1: benefits of the the article basically said in one of, as one of the benefits that um uh, healthcare for all would basically allow employers just to pay them a better compensation as normally it wouldn't really make sense to get your healthcare from
0: your employer. Oh yeah. no, I, I do I do agree with that. But the proponent of simplifying like how corporations do business generally. Um. So yeah, I I think we should very much simplify that. I don't think. Personally, I don't even believe that companies should provide any benefits at all. I believe that companies should just provide, you know, one number, wage, or whatever. And I don't believe in any of these other benefits because I think it's just... It, it's often used as a way for companies to attract people. Oh, it's like, oh, you go uh, to the store and if you buy 10 cups of coffee, you'll get one for free. You know what I mean? These are just... These are sales gimmicks rather than meaningful things for... Because it's, it's, it's very hard to... uh to determine the value of some of these benefits. So it, it just ends up confusing em- employees. And, it, and I feel like corporations can use these benefits as a way to, like, sell low, lower-wage jobs than they should be paying. Um, so I'm, I'm all for this idea that, oh, corporations should just provide, you know, one wage, one number. Then it's easier for employees to compare different jobs. You know what I mean? Oh, this job's going to pay me 40000 This other job's going to pay me 45000 they're easy to compare whereas right now because of all the benefits can be different it, it makes it much more confusing and I feel that, and that's bad for workers
1: you know one of the things that I um, remember is I was watching this uh, his name was Eli the computer guy this is a while ago and he was talking about uh, how companies they try to like lure young tech professionals into jobs what they kind of do is say well if you come work at us we'll give you all this great food we have like beer on top, so you know after work you can just hang around at work with your you know fellow employees and you know get beer on tap I don't know maybe socialize talk about work do some work drink beer (laughs) yeah Yeah. so it's it's like he's basically saying this is like a a scheme this idea of like oh come to our company we have like beer on tap all these social things video games ping pong it's a scam really just to keep you at work as long as possible you wouldn't go work for a company that offered beer on tap because you'd just be able to go out to a bar and drink beer and buy your own beer instead of hanging out at work with your uh, fellow employees.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, a lot of people have pointed this out where like companies controlling every aspect of our lives. You know, we, we bring our work computers home, we bring our work cell phones home, they can just email us at any time of the night. I mean, this isn't how work used to be. It used to be you clock in at nine, you clock out at five, and you're done. People are working more off, off the clock now than ever in the past. That's not a controversial so
1: uh, when I was looking into uh, compensation theory and kind of like the models, this was one, like two main focuses that from a lot of the stuff that I was reading was that there's compensation that, you know, could improve productivity, for example, like it would make workers more productive, like some safety, for example, would then also have value in making the workers more productive, like you don't want to get workers maimed, and they're not efficient in doing the job, you might have to pay, you know, other sort of damages the worker, uh, It's just very inefficient to have like a super unsafe place. But there's also other things we may want to improve safety, just the worker doesn't want to work in a safety place will so take less wages for more safety. But we're kind of seeing right here is it's very unclear of to whether when you're compensating an employee over whether in this case, for example, you may think, well, like the company's offering beer, because we'll just saying, oh we'll take less wages, and you can also get free beer. We're actually seeing is that while that would make people conceptually think in like the compensating differentials uh, model, uh, people might think that's the actual cause. Really, it's a ploy to increase productivity. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we I think we agree on that. It's nothing really, but the question is, I guess, the cost. Then that's the other big thing about the article, call, which basically we have to double taxes.
0: Yeah. This so return. this is what this is the part that most interests me personally because, like, have oh, yeah. yeah, right now like i was just saying like the average business is paying $10,000 in health care costs per employee so just and obviously we know that the vast majority of uh, in the us are owned by you know wealthy people right i mean people this is a problem with the left where the left for some reason differentiates between corporations and rich people which i think is a very unnecessary differentiation that just uses a lot of these issues we have to think of corporations as being owned by rich people which let this know, but they don't put these two facts together. All right. So when you, for example, when you lower taxes on corporations, essentially what you're doing is there's are just lowering taxes on wealthy people. Um, so personally, like I support getting rid of the corporate tax because I think the corporate tax is very inefficient. It just co- it just costs companies a shit ton of money. We get rid of the corporate tax, get rid of that inefficiency. It's just money going to accountants. Um, get rid of all of that um, and just have an individual income. They're just raise taxes on rich people to make up for the, the, the uh, you know, getting rid of the corporate tax. But anyway, the problem is, so right now companies are paying. So, yeah, so the problem is, yeah, companies right now are paying $10,000 per employee for health care costs. So if we, we get rid of private insurance and we adopt a Medicare for all plan, the problem is there's going to be a big push to, uh, to get this increased tax revenue that's necessary for that from the middle class. Right. And this is something you do see in Europe where the, their taxes on the middle class are much higher than they are. It's just a base effect. It's not something I'm necessarily opposed to, but the problem is by by uh, by adopting Medicare for all, we could actually see a rise in income inequality because to make up for the, the increased taxes, we could see uh, a steep rise in middle class taxes, but not a commensurate rise in taxes on the top 1%. You might see a small increase on te- in taxes on the 1%, but it wouldn't be enough to make up for huge profits that business is going to reap by not having to pay health care. So that's why you need a Medicare for up when it's very well structured. So you have, so I would say you have to figure out the numbers, right? How, how do we, uh, and I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure how you would exactly figure it. It would be very difficult to do, but it's something that needs to be considered that I don't think people are talking about it, but this article points it out.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, on corporate taxes, for example, I mean, they're very, I mean, they're kind of, it's almost kind of like double dipping into various other types of taxes because, you know, you tax income. So a lot of that extra money that was taxed, you know, you could tax dividends, you tax income, stuff like that. Yeah.
0: The corporate tax is the only double tax we have in the United States, right? The corporation. um inheritance tax. Well, no, I disagree. See, I disagree that that's a double tax because I believe that's income, right? If I pay my worker $100,000, he pays taxes on that, right? Well, well, I I view inheritance as a form of, Right, your father dies, and he's giving you as income his billion dollars. I consider that to be income. Well, why I mean, technically tax all income then? is taxed? Why is tax You okay, okay, if
1: if that, I think it's a more consistent standard
0: than saying then. Yeah, right now it's taxes less than income. Um, basically because if let's say you receive a million dollars, well, I believe right now it's like, oh no, right now it's like, uh then you have to have like multiple 10 millions? millions yeah, 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 ten. The first ten million is exact, right so there's no tax so literally it's income but it's it's being taxed is less than income you know what i mean <laughs> it's absurd so you could you could get 10 million bucks from your parents um and and you won't have to pay anything whereas if you're a ceo of a corporation and you make it you get a 10 million dollar salary let's say you're the ceo of walmart you're gonna have to pay you know 39.6 percent on that most of that
1: it's absurd and i think that it's, it's a lot of very interesting issues because the money was you already paid tax on them but you also are inheriting them, so. I haven't heard really that argument. i just heard that kind of like a lot of people make the argument that old well, rich people are just pieces of shit who shouldn't be able to have their money. So take it away.
0: <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> so trying I'm to like, be, you uh... no, just tax all of it away. And it's like, yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. So, no, but, like, I mean, you could say that inheritance is like, it's bad for meritocracy as well. You could also yeah. say
1: that. I mean, there's like the obvious argument that you shouldn't tax inheritance too high because then it'll basically de-incentivize, or disincentivize like people from actually producing, money after you get to a certain point, it's effectively not really worth than passing it on to your children. If you have to work a certain amount just to have most of it or all of it taxed away, at a certain point, you'll just give up on working. And maybe you could be like a very high functioning executive who's very important decisions and you know, leading a corporation to make large sums of money. So
0: That's another question. Do people really consider that? Like the extent to which people like consider taxes like, conservatives say, oh, yeah, if we raise taxes on the rich, they're just going to stop working. Is that true? I mean, I especially with the inheritance tax, I'm not sure. For example, if I'm a 60-year-old uh, CEO at a large company, I make $10 million a year, am, am I going to stop working sooner just because when I die in 30 years, a large percentage of that inheritance is going to the government? I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of dubious of that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if, that's-
1: if you're going to say, for example, that beyond – I don't know, like X amount of money we're taxing, like, 90% of your money to inheritance, like, let's say $10 million, mm-hmm. then what's the point of really generating, like, an extra million dollars past $10 million if literally only 10000 is going? Just the point, if you want to, like, I want to give money to my children, what is the point of creating an extra a $1 million but, in the
0: house? But most people don't think of it like that because you're going to die much later. Most people, when they're making that $10 million, well, they might not die until 20 years later. So they might want to spend it. Yeah, yeah I buy, buy a yacht buy
1: a yacht, a plane whatever yeah well people are <laughs> just making
0: wealth just so they want to build up their family's wealth who does that though I, i've never heard that as a justification for making a lot of money i've never heard a rich person say oh i'm making more money because i want to pass it on to my kids and most billionaires give away a large percentage of their money to charity anyway that's true so, like so
1: i'm not that's even exactly. doing it i don't know so i don't know i'm just like, i wonder why there's... i wonder why billionaires give away their money to charity it might just be some sort of like public perception thing. So they care more about their like. Well, it might just have to be like you know the memes versus genes debate. They literally just care more about the meme. I don't know, because maybe they just want their like legacy, and then you know they'll give away like you know uh Carnegie or something like that or uh, uh Rockefeller. They're permanently enshrined as people who like
0: built like the higher education. Just yeah, I guess after a certain point, like. You know, just because of the uh, breeding strategy that humans adopt, it's like, oh, you want to do what's best for your kids and put them, put your genes in the best situation possible. But yeah. like, after a certain point, you know, evolution doesn't account for, or perhaps, you know, our basic conception of it. Evolution yeah. doesn't but
1: memes for are way. also designed, like people also forget that memes are designed to trick genes. So memes are designed so that they're able to convince your body to do things in favor of the memes, not necessarily the genes. That's how they work. And memes will also evolve. To subvert the genes, just as genes will evolve to subvert the memes, except memes are much more easily able to adapt than genes. Like if you need somebody to fucking die, you could you could just go through multiple iterations and they're a lot more, you know, adaptable than a gene. Sure. I was gonna say maybe they just want to build up their legacy, but you could also argue that Rockefeller and Carnegie, like the Rockefellers, for example. I mean, the Rockefellers did, but the money's been so
0: dispersed now.
1: Um, yeah, it's true. Well, I mean, like for a while they had it. So I mean. Maybe yeah, for a while. The Rockefeller name. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like actually making sure the Rockefeller name wasn't good and standing might have been to the benefit of the genes. Anybody who then inherited the Rockefeller name or legacy That's would true. then be better standing by improving Rockefeller standing. Which I actually yeah. saw a video, and apparently Rockefeller, he got his initial money from his father, who was a scam artist. <laughs> really? Yeah, like his Rockefeller's well, father was a snake oil
0: salesman. It's like the Kennedy family as well.
1: Yeah, bootlegging Everybody was ill-gotten. <laughs> but is bootlegging ill-gotten, now?
0: I mean... Wh- I I mean, mean like, not, is that, like, a legitimate law? I know that Kennedy's, like, father very much I was, mean, they're like, probably involved crime,
1: people and shit like that.
0: Yeah, I, kinda, I, I do understand. kind of agree with that. I do kind of agree with that. I mean, it's best for your yeah. genes. Not just to give them billions of dollars, but to give them good...
1: Uh, legacy? To give your kids,
0: like, a good legacy. Yeah, like...
1: like yeah. Bill no, Gates. I Bill yeah. Like Bill Gates, like because of public perception. I mean, even though, like, I think, like, coming from the Bill Gates line, it should already be like because Bill Gates like revolutionized computers. People don't really see it that way. They see it kind of as Bill Gates is this like great, like, humanitarian person who's like helping people in Africa, like with water and diseases and stuff like that. But it's very interesting how, like, people don't really necessarily see like, Bill Gates is because, like he made computers like easy and available for everybody,
0: yeah, that's true, well, yeah. no, I mean, I think that's enough i i that should be enough of a legacy, <laughs> but yeah, you're right, I mean, yeah. he's mostly going to be but a lot of people like, stuff,
1: yeah, I mean, but a lot yeah. of people think like that's kind of hurt I think that might also partially hurt his legacy because people think like oh he is like an evil, big like corporate master or something like a robber baron uh, yeah, I, I mean know. I don't. True. No, but still, I feel like the yeah, argument. I'm just saying, I thought this was a very interesting argument, that, like, Bill Gates remembered more for his philanthropy, which did very little compared to, like, basically being, like, a
0: key player in the computing revolution and the internet revolution. No, that just reminds me of, uh, like, right-wingers are so obsessed with their social issues that they're very much, uh, becoming, they're becoming much more negative on corporations. So, yeah. uh, we, we very much could have, like, a, a strong, like, populist like we already have a, a an anti corporate greed left. We're 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 soon. I mean, we we already kind of have like an anti corporate uh, right now. It's it just keeps growing. Like look at what YouTube just did to Alex Jones. Oh yeah. Um, and all these uh, people screaming about that. So like, <laughs> I, I feel like uh, corporations are gonna have a, a tough time just like getting things their way when you have eighty percent of the population just opposing them <laughs> for various reasons.
1: So like I was on a TP so TPSA, uh they have like, you know, things you can talk about. Like there's kind of like a chat or something like that. And a lot of people have just been like, you know, oh, uh, you know, those big like corporations we need like get in and regulate them and stuff like that. Cause you know they could potentially be harassing right wingers. I'm just like oh, is I'm like I, I say I say that like I'm not really like trying to start fights or anything like that. But I'm like, yeah, it's kinda of just such bullshit. Just leave corporations alone, let them do whatever you want. Like I don't use Facebook or Apple or anything like that. And you know like, I just don't use it because I just don't like the company. I was like, well, you can just not use it and go somewhere else.
0: Yeah, but they argue that these drug fascists... Yeah, so but it's like, even people. if
1: they're a monopoly, <laughs> then it just doesn't, like... It's like it's a monopoly that you don't really have to use. But even a monopoly, it's kind of just like, there's still, like, some competition. You can be principled and go, But Yeah, there's someone actually pointed out in an article that basically said, like, Facebook is going to be screwed because they can't compete with a great monopoly that is MySpace. It was, like, written back, like, I don't know, 2006 or something
0: yeah that's true Inter- being an internet monopoly monopoly is, is a thing it's kind Some of a thing
1: because like they'll like switch all the time like even monopolies yeah. like standard oil for example by the time it was broken up like it was already on the decline of you said like at one point it controlled 90 percent of all the uh, oil market but it was broken up it, it like declined down to like 70 or 60 percent
0: yeah the, yeah but still like if I lived back then I would be I would even I would I would be very much in just because like I think it's like a national security risk to literally have one company that controls ninety percent of oil resources. But when it comes to social media use, I don't I don't really I, I care I care about physical physical resource monopolies a lot more. Like that could, that's it like that's a national security issue. Imagine if today one company controlled ninety percent of all oil. That would be a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's like the problem with OPEC essentially. Yeah, but at least with OPEC today, it's like but at least there's a lot of different countries with a lot of different interests. So they might come together to make some decisions.
1: It's not one But at the time OPEC was very dangerous. They had to control large chunks of the oil supply and they could definitely have a lot more power. I would say it's the only legitimate argument against monopolies is that they're really a security risk. Yeah. I think a lot of people make a lot of arguments like it's kind of it seems to be very overhyped the idea of like, oh, or monopolies are gonna like dump and they're going to, you know, drive out their lower competition because usually a lot of monopolies they get to that position by cutting costs. I love dumping. I think dumping's great. Okay, <laughs> I'm not even like really particularly against dumping, but I was gonna say that like a lot of companies they just have naturally lower costs and they can just do business at lower costs than their competition. So they just outcompete them. That's not dumping and that's a lot of people think accuse people of dumping.
0: Here's a funny story. I actually own a I mean, I, I own a little bit of the stock. Um, it's called Stanley Furniture. They make like super expensive, uh, they make like super expensive couches and stuff, you know, like two thousand dollar couches and shit, tables and shit, stuff that you know only like an upper class American could afford to buy. Well, they got involved in an anti dumping lawsuit because obviously the Chinese were, uh, you know, selling furniture super cheap in America, and they got, and this company, this small company in North Carolina, got thirty million dollars uh, from this lawsuit. And I'm like, you're selling two thousand dollar fucking couches. You shouldn't get any fucking uh fucking money from Chinese companies because yeah. like they can sell shit cheaper than you. That's fucking absurd. That <laughs> yeah. just like pissed me off.
1: Yeah, that actually does piss me off. Do you want to also like a, a, one of the greatest stories of like stupidity, which people actually defend? Microsoft was going to give out Internet Explorer for you know about this. Microsoft giving out Internet Explorer for free. Usually oh, you have yeah, to yeah. an internet browser. So like it's like we are improving your life. We're going to give you a free product that you usually have to pay you are dumping we're gonna like sue you in court <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs>
0: it's like god.
1: has improved lives made products like super cheaper or just giving you shit out for free basically making like your competition obsolete it's like nope
0: oh my god i just that that shit i can't pass
1: i find it funny because like i basically like say to people it's like people are like, very left-wing talk about corporations are evil i'm like but you do know some of these policies that you're advocating for are just means of giving some corporations special privileges over others, just using the government to penalize one corporation the benefit of another corporation, and you're just getting manipulated to think that's
0: for the common good. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Well, and that's what all it's this like, is you, fucking terrible shit. Yeah. yeah, you're just like, giving you know, American corporations a shit ton of power over us.
1: <laughs> basically. Like, ter- like, I even just make it somebody, like, if you think people, certain people, just literally can't be competitive in the job market, The normal market will not give these people jobs. Tariffs is literally the most, like, the efficiency of doing tariffs is just just not the way. The better thing to just be literally tax people and just hand them free money. It's literally, like, far more efficient than giving people tariffs. Even giving people a government job, which is terribly inefficient, would still be more efficient than tariffs. (laughs) You're basically just, like, taking a sledgehammer to production It's like, well, you know, I think these jobs over here would probably benefit from tariffs. Maybe this other industry is over here could potentially be harmed because then they have to pay higher costs and everybody else has to pay higher costs. Let's not think about that. Let's just pass a bunch of tariffs. And if this industry over here is hurt, then we'll just raise tariffs on that. And it just becomes an escalating
0: like sledgehammer you're taking to your t- entire economy. And you know what um, I love? I, I love yeah. the hypocrisy. Why is it illegal for a Chinese company to sell us cheap goods, quote unquote, dumping? But why is it fine if we take a sledgehammer to their industry by putting massive tariffs on our country? Like what? Like we're just doing to them. Like I, that's like that's just I, honestly that that makes me want to just anybody who thinks that dumping is bad and that super high tariffs are great. Like the only person who 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 benefits from that is somebody who owns a fucking furniture company that sells two thousand dollars. Yeah. Like that, that. Only a few people benefit from that. It's just fuck. It's just fucking absurd. Um, I mean, do you think all these jobs are gonna come screaming back? No, fuck no. These companies have been experimenting with automation for a while. Uh, not many jobs coming back, but and just oh my god, the cost and th- it would be such a disaster. I mean, these people are absurd. Yeah, you're just taking it. like you said a sledgehammer to production. While dumping, while well, dumping just provides us cheaper goods, but dumping is illegal. Yeah. Well, what, what
1: people think about dumping, though, is that they're basically like, it's kind of almost like David Ricardo, like, you know, the founder of the Society of Free Trade. It's like, yeah, like, it's basically dumping, as they describe it. It's like, one, one group over here produces cheaper.
0: <laughs> yes, free trade is dumping. Uh, no, but technically it is, yeah. Like, how, how do you fucking define dumping? Why don't we just define all free trade as dumping? If selling a $500 couch is dumping, what, if an American company sells a, a couch for $2,000, then then all free trade is dumping. No, no, but actually, to be fair, like their their argument is that if a, a, a dumping is defined as if a company is like going into a net loss, right? A company is losing money by dumping products so they can put their other businesses out of company. The problem okay. with that definition is that, like... Well, they don't even necessarily pre-
1: apply it precisely.
0: No, they don't apply it precisely.
1: Like, people say, like, monopolies are bad because they, you know... Lower those like monopolies, for example, are bad because they'll just lower prices and they'll dump. They'll engage in dumping to force the competition out of the market. They'll engage in higher prices, but then also say they'll also lower their prices to dump and get people out of the market. So yeah. that's there's, there's, first of all, that's the two contradictory statements that they're going to raise prices, but then they also want to have lower prices to keep. So you know they have, con- they have the contradiction.
0: Well, I mean, I guess you could argue they do it at different phases of the business.
1: Yeah, they do it at different states of the time. But then the problem somebody somebody pointed out how that. One of the problems with that argument is that, like, the actual cost to start out, like, pe- like, if people just recognize they're being dumped out of the market and, like, legitimately, it's not because that your competition is just lowering prices. They'll just temporarily shut down production and then, like, they'll just halt production and they'll just wait until the other corporation has basically, like, blown through all their credit and then they'll start back up. That's,
0: that'd be the optimal cool. strategy. True. Although that, that brings up the question of oil, right? Because oil is so expensive to store that like, you know, when oil went down, like I guess last year, well, all right, we only not have to talk about this for a sec, but what you said, yeah, the optimal strategy might be to, uh, to just hold your inventory until your competitors go out of business. Um, but the one question is oil, right? So, you know, oil prices dropped precipitously last year, right? They went down to like $35 a barrel yeah. because oil is expensive to store. So you cannot just store it forever and wait for your competitors to go bankrupt so you can buy up all their assets. So that's why um, OPEC countries, right, they had to, like, dump oil, right, to, uh, you know, to, to drive the price super cheap because if they held it, if they just held it in barrels, that costs billions and billions of dollars. So oil is the really interesting case when it comes to dumping because, like, you're you're kind of forced to dump or you'll actually lose more money. <laughs> If you just need
1: to get rid of inventory, then you're going to have to dump because oh, yeah,
0: yeah, oil sense. is oil is the, the biggest case of that, and that's why it's such an interesting thing. And so I, yeah, it's but but the other thing is, well, technically, the optimal strategy might not be might not be to hold your inventory because what if uh because by dumping your inventory, you're increasing the supply, so you're lowering prices even more, which will force your competitors out of business quicker, right? Mm-hmm. So if you start dumping couches for five hundred dollars. Um, your competitor might have to lower his prices to $400. But if you don't dump anything at all, then your competitor can keep charging $500 and it'll take him longer to go out of business. So that's why sometimes it is optimal to dump your couches or your blenders or your fridges, um, to make your competitor go out of business quicker. So dumping can be the optimal strategy. Um, I don't think that's a, like, I'm like, I'm like a, a social democrat who supports all this shit, but like, I, I, I have no problem with that. I I literally don't have a problem with that. I don't see, I don't I don't know. People just seem to have well, like this moral repugnance they have this moral yeah, repugnance. Like here's the thing: even
1: if like, I mean like even if they're just dumping to force. I was going to say that even if people are dumping, for example, just they're trying to drive their competition out of business, but the most efficient corporation will generally win out. Yeah. Anyway, so it doesn't like because all corporations are starting basically from an even. Well, most corporations don't even control the market, so they usually have to gain so that they raise the capital. So people obviously believe in the corporation's value, and they will gain it by gaining um, market share and actual customers. Rarely anybody becomes a monopoly and gets to the point where they're trying to dump. Theoretically, if you get to the point where you're trying to dump and drive your competition out of business, you're probably also a very successful corporation that's doing good things that are right. Yeah,
0: no, I, I, I do agree with that. Yeah, Yeah. yeah that's that true, yeah. If The only companies that benefit... From dumping are ones that also have the resources to then buy up their competitors because usually that's the strategy right put your competitors out of business so you can buy up their assets out of bankruptcy. that's usually what sure. what these companies want to do so you, you have to be a successful corporation to have that to have the resources to buy up all these assets so like yeah no that's fair point that is but, very uh, interesting but yeah no that's why the tariffs thing is just it's just so fun to me even krugman even krugman said oh trade wars aren't bad like he said that once. I'm like, I mean,
1: Krugman said trade wars are not bad. He used to believe that, but he doesn't anymore. I was gonna say, like, I, I like, I've, I've like lost. I mean, I actually heard some things about Krugman apparently supports sweatshops. I was like, okay, I gained like a little bit more credibility for Krugman. Wait, let me find it. Krugman. Yeah. Well, I've told you about that other book that I was reading about like sweatshops, and he actually started off with basically saying, "Oh yeah, Paul Krugman, he also defends sweatshops for the obvious reason that like, like you can't judge people, you know, for taking like shitty jobs when they're really dirt poor and these jobs are better but yeah trade wars are just so bad I'm, I'm surprised he defends sweatshops like kind i'm of surprised from him i mean like the defense of sweatshops is not necessarily like a very irrational case if you it's usually from a pretty like standard um economics case i don't think there's anything necessarily um controversial anybody would you know disagree with In most like supportive sweatshops and economics mm-hmm.